Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Industry Tactics. On today's episode, Mr. Jack Breakfast. We talk about birds. We talk about baseball. We talk about the Blue Jays, of course. We talk about how he got his name. And when he first uh, started making music, how he suffered from the performance anxiety. And funny enough, after this podcast, we took a walk and we booked a gig together. All's well that ends well. Here it is now, Jack Breakfast. Jack Breakfast, when our, our main point here today is to remain focused, so no no wrong turns, okay? We're here to learn the story of Brecky. We should get down to business. Let's get down to business, okay? okay? I'll lead. It's going to be a beautiful tango, just the three of us here, okay? A little triplet feel. Here we go. Yeah. Welcome to Industry Tactics. We have Jack Breakfast with us. Uh, Jack Breakfast, please, you're a beautiful man. You're a poet. You're a musician. Oh, Richard. You're, well, you're a I'd argue if I, I'd argue if I could. Um, how do you define? On. How do you define yourself these days? In the immediate these days, I feel like a baseball fan. That's a man. <laughs> yeah, that's a man. <laughs> because it's uh, I can't shake it. I want to shake it. We Can all, we talk about baseball for just the briefest of moments? We all have been infected. Are, are We're all a, infected. Are you caught up in the fever, or have you always been a Come baseball on. fan? Come on. I've been a baseball fan since 1984. Oh. But the I problem like is, when rip. I was 19, in 1994, mm. my heart was broken by Major League Baseball. Mm. I think many, many hearts were broken, and then I didn't forgive them. Yeah. I still haven't, I guess. Because you're a Montreal fan. Well, that was a big part of it. No, I'm a Toronto fan, but oh. I was so disgusted by the by the uh, strike and all that, and yeah. then of course leading to the downfall of of the Expos. In 2004, when the Red Sox did their thing in the mm-hmm. World Series, you know, mm-hmm. and they came back, that really brought me back to uh, baseball. Right. Um, I, can I just be a baseball player instead of a musician? I, That's could, how you define. Yeah, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm a baseball guy. <laughs> the, I'm a base, the baseball the great, great. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a bunting <laughs> specialist. <laughs> yes. Which is not to be underestimated, no. the, the bunt and the, you know. But I, yeah, bunt. of course, I'm deeply caught up in the fever, and sometimes oh, I feel foolish because, you know, 1993 was a long time ago, but, yep. um, and I don't want to give them the, I don't want to give myself back to them because I really was, you know, deeply upset yeah. by, by, by those, uh, by them, by them the being greed, Major League I, Baseball. Yeah, ju- yeah. I, I think. But now, anyway, you know, it's such a delight. It's like being a oh, little man. kid again, right? I it's mean, great. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, the magic yesterday, their last oh, home game, and that, that cracker with two out. Sure. I mean, come on, yeah. what a thing of beauty! What a uh, thing of beauty! Bang! Was Absolutely. it? Was there two out? Two out? Yeah. Two strike? Let's say two strikes. Let's I don't go. know about the two strikes. <laughs> definitely of the two out. I think the count the was full. I'm pretty sure. I mean, sure. unbelievable. <laughs> count was full. It doesn't get more romantic than that. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they, when, but when I was uh, when I was a kid watching it, I don't. 
at least I never heard of the term walk-off. Yeah, me neither. I don't exist. think it existed. No, I don't think it did. And then I think that... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's let's true, Let's not Jack. look that up, though. Let's no. not look up the origins. No. But I feel like now they say it, it irritates me, but I hear myself, oh, it was a walk, Donaldson walk-off home run, and then mm, I get yeah. a little bit irritated with myself, but then I move on. Yeah, yeah. like when Joe Carter hit the home run, no it, one talked about it being no, a walk-off. No, but right. it, indeed they walked off the field, but <laughs> it was, they didn't say those words, right? Yeah, I like how they tarred and feathered him with uh, Soda Papinski and popcorn. Did you see that after? They doused him in water and then put popcorn all over his head. I'm That's glad, great. I'm glad That's... we're staying focused. Yeah, no, no, no. This <laughs> is important. We're, 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 we're straight, right down the straight and this narrow is, here. This is 2015, gentlemen. You Let's know what else I, I like is that, is that, like, remember in 1993 when, like, as a fan, you knew bench players. You knew guys who got one at bat in the whole World Series who were just on, sitting on the, sure. on the bench yeah. riding the pine. Yeah. And, like, everyone knew them. And it's a similar feel now. They bring somebody into the game, and you're like, Pennington. Pennington. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's Pennington's yeah. in the True. game. It's Rob, Rob, Rob Ducey, right? Rob Ducey. Yeah, yeah Robbie Ducey. Oh, yeah. Who is Rob Ducey? He's a Canadian boy, he right? Was, yeah. Canadian the, boy in, yeah. in 92, I guess. Yeah. Or he was like... Talking about Rob Butler? No, Robbie Ducey. Rob Ducey. There was a Butler in there, too. There Rob, was a Rob yeah. Butler. Rob, 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 Rob Ducey. Yeah. Rob and Rich Butler, both yeah. from the Blue Jays. Both right. from East York, Ontario. Wow, you gotta love that, eh? Yeah, you gotta love that. <laughs> Prior to amalgamation. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. These really—they really were the good old days. Huh? That's, that's it. Except everybody looks, everybody looks so. Like if you, I was going back to watch some of those clips, you yeah. know, the 1992, Isn't 93, and even oh, gorgeous, yeah. and in 1985 and all of that. They look like they were such older men back. People just look younger now, even when they're not. Yeah, like Jack Morris. He looked oh my so God. Old Jack back Morris was back 40, 75. Yeah. He was 40. He was yeah, he had a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the mustache. And a lot of them smoked. Cigarettes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But then, and then I was watching Great. Dickie pitch, you know, yeah. and I thought, he looks old. Well, he's 40. Yeah. So, you yes. Know, I'm 40. He's yeah. cool. I look old, too. I mean, yeah. but uh, he's, he's can throw enough. And also, I think it was on the mustache. Like, yeah. mustache was common. Yeah. And mustache ages you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. when has the mustache ever been more common than now in these neo 1980s? Right? It's true. Yeah, That's, these it's are the true. days we live in, my compatriots. So, here we are. Yeah. Jack Breakfast on the sofa. Staying on course. Um, so that's great. You've caught Blue Jay fever. You're right back with it, eh? Right back like I was flu. 18 years old. I got the bird, bird flu. flu. That's right. The bird yeah. flu wasn't... <laughs> you remember the... You know, the bird flu turned out to be nothing yet anyway. It was a big deal. Well, they not talked yet. About, yeah. Well, not yeah. yet, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why, don't you, why don't you begin by telling the kids at home, would you disclose where your name comes from? Oh, absolutely, but I'll get the story wrong, so I'll just give you a very abbreviated version of it. Okay. My father, when he was younger than I am now, certainly had to uh, call somebody. It's like he had some friends, and maybe they were, I won't say they were on the unsavory side, but mm -hmm. they were, you know, they were just, uh, they wanted him to do something for them, that's all I know, and he needed to call a doctor's office to get some information, and he knew that the doctor wouldn't just give it to any you know, give it to the next guy. So we called up, and this is apparently what happened. Just, you, you give me the phone. Yeah, hello, this is uh, Dr. Jack Breakfast calling for, and he just made up this, this name like that, and then I, I think he got whatever he was looking for, and it just hit him. This name hit him, you know, Jack Breakfast. Mm. So when I was about 22 or so and going to release my first uh, album of, uh, of songs, uh, for I Am a Musical Baseball Man. Um, that's a man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a man. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I didn't want to use my... Because uh, Jack Breakfast is not my name, of course. Who's Who could be so named? You know, maybe someone in England from the 1500s, maybe. Uh, 
So I, I needed a pseudonym, right? And that yeah. was I heard the story. I knew that was the right way for me to go, and it stuck, I guess. For you better seem like you're from England from the 1500s, though. Is that just a mistake, Thank you. or you've, you've grown into your name? I think what? I've grown into the... Sir John Breckington. Exactly. <laughs> I have to go just briefly. Yeah. Here are some names. Slade Heathcote. Chase... Uh, uh, yeah. Who's the Chase? Well, there's Chase Utley, but there's Chase. Um, You're talking about ball players. You're going ball back players. to ball. See, British, you brought it back to ball. British yeah. baseball players, like people yeah. with these these ridiculous yes. slate, you know. Uh, uh, Mookie the, Betts. <laughs> Sorry. Dee Dee Gregorius. Dee Dee Gregorius is the best good name. baseball good name. Good name. Good name. Yes, good name. and Chase Headley was the name. Chase, Chase Headley. Headley. If yeah. that's his real name, that's like a British lord. So you think they're making that shit up too? Yes, they've got to be. And you think, like, if you hear these men talk. It's like porn. Yeah, that, that's right. They're going for it. Yeah, I th- yeah. They're, I, so. I mean, they do. But like farm farmers down in like Arkansas, they'll be like, "This is a ball player. We're gonna call him, <laughs> we'll call him Skeet." You know, it's gotta happen. It's gotta and happen. The, and when he doesn't grow up to be a ball player, because almost nobody does, what do they do with yeah. him then? You know what? Happens? Porno. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now you're talking. Best. Chipper Jones. Ooh. Yeah, good name. Chipper good Jones. baseball name. <laughs> good baseball name. Plus, if you're chipper, that you're sweet. You're a little chipper, little thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's nice too. Yeah. Nice. Right. Nice. Well, we're staying right on focus here, boys. Good. Um, so that's where the name comes from. It's an homage to your father. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, he, I think you know he he is quite pleased. I think that I use that name, but certainly when his friends, the friends that I mentioned earlier, who were involved in this uh, subterfuge. Yeah. You know, when they heard about it, they were delighted. Like the first press clipping I ever got, he mailed to them, you know, and wow. they were very pleased because they, of course, were taken back to this time in the, I don't know, late 60s, early yeah. 70s, maybe, when he did, was up to no good. Did he know. get the Did he get the information that he was looking for when he called them? I, I don't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I think that actually, if I can be honest, I, not that I've Go been ahead. being dishonest, dishonest thus far, I think he... Uh, is a bullshit artist and he you know your dad oh yeah okay i mean i know that he okay. is okay. but i think that the stories i think that he's certainly uh, uh exaggerated the story's elements of uh you know delightful mystique and yeah. unsavoriness and everything i think he just wanted something pretty run-of-the-mill okay and he's been you, you know that's why he doesn't want to give me all the details there's no great uh beautiful criminal romance there unfortunately we're going to talk about your dad, though, because uh, there's something else I want to ask you about him. Oh, sure. Later. He's still he's still alive. He's, he's doing well. Yeah, What's he up to? He's What's all he up right. to? He is, uh, well, he does a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he's still, we're gonna, we're gonna he's chat still about kicking him. around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so you released your first record when? 1998. I released a little EP. Yeah. Uh, what what is it called when it's named for yourself? Is that is that uh, self-titled? Eponymous. No. Oh, yeah. eponymous. Hey. Eponymous. Industry yes. tactics. We should know this. Eponymous. So I if think, you want to release right? a record under your own name, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. It's called. I think it's eponymous. Or some people might say yeah. Or some or people self, might say self-titled. Self, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, either so way. Uh, this new new EP, self-titled, eponymous sure. by Jack Breakfast. There is that go. what you called it? Uh, I think yeah, that, that sounds about right. Okay. I think okay. That was 1998. That was a long wow. time ago. Wow. And I was I, there was a picture of me on the back cover. Sm- well, I wasn't smoking. I was holding a, a cigarette. And I remember my grandmother, who who was not with us anymore at the mm. time, said, "Well, you don't really smoke. That's just a, a prop." And you know, I and uh, is well, that I, right? You didn't smoke? Oh no, of course I did. I did. Okay. Well, that's all I did. You know, and it was a prop. And, uh, and and but she didn't want to, you know, 
So did you lie to her? You have I, to, I did, you yes. Have yeah. Okay, I couldn't so lie. I would have broken her heart, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lies. Yeah. Just lies yeah, the with breakfast. family. The breakfast. Okay, I like this. <laughs> ruthless, it's all make-believe. Ruthless, mendacious bunch of uh, yeah. criminals. Yeah, good. The, the no, Eng- I re- the respect. English breakfasts. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And um, we've covered some good ground so far. This, yeah, no, this is great. Great. This is good. I'm loving it. And okay. so, so, uh, so you, you've been made. I come to you from uh, from learning your about your music through James. Through Paul, James, the pro- of producer. course. Has yeah. he been producing your music exclusively, or when did you stumble upon James? Uh, he so I met him actually through uh, a man named Stephen Fogel, who who made an album. He had very short lived little time playing music together but he's certainly one of my favorite songwriters he doesn't do that anymore but, okay. but he did and he recorded an album with james which i played on and uh met james there at the rogue which was on niagara yeah right that yeah. great space there and uh kind of just loved him i just thought what a man he is and and yeah. uh and uh you know a, a great musical mind an interesting guy so i knew i wanted to make my first proper uh record w- with him yeah. Uh, so, and so we did, and that was uh, 2000. And well, we started recording in 1999, and it came okay. out in 2001. And all your your releases since have been with him. Is that right or no? Then uh, two more since then with him, and uh, and now things are all up in the air. So I'm gonna take us back. Please go ahead. What what when you, you singer songwriter is that the? I guess I mean you know I I uh, y- yeah yeah. So, what is that? What that's is great. That no, that's that was great. good. Great. What, what are your? You're bringing us right. I was back. pantomiming. I that's a great question, oh, okay. Andrew. But it your... looked like a surfing move, Rich. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's industry yeah. for okay. awesome, awesome for question. Awesome. awesome so question. The, you, yeah. you're singer, a... singer songwriter, I suppose. But I, uh, uh, I didn't want to. I play. It was very important for me. I still don't know why, because right. I, I still do this. I don't know why it's important to play everything myself, including the instruments that, that I'm completely incompetent at. But I just felt like this weird need to communicate with it sounds it sounds stupid i say yeah. i actually do say this phrase a lot but i i felt like i was communicating with ghosts which is something i wow. feel like i don't really believe in ghosts uh in the traditional way but just communicating with something you know a religious but still spiritual by talking to dead you know musicians who played these instruments mm-hmm. maybe you know like cuz you're in the well, dark you can play in the dark you can do these things and i just wanted to to be this just me uh, talking to these nice. little voices, and but but also because I was a control freak and a horrible person to work with is the truth. See, so it came mm. out. You got it out mm. of me. Right. What What are the instruments that you're incompetent with? I think it's fair to say that I'm a fairly incompetent bassist and drummer. Yeah. Uh, and yet I delight in playing both of those instruments. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a good piano player and a pretty good guitar player, mm-hmm. so that's fine. But I shouldn't be. I mean, I shouldn't be singing either. But I don't let that stop me. Um, it's fun. It's a joyous thing to do all this stuff. You know, it's it's really, I, I really, I love it. It feels mm-hmm. good. How to, how were you drawn to all of this growing up? Like, what, when did that whole voice come through? Like, the uh, which voice? Music. To, oh, music. music. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad would. We'd take these long car trips off into Montreal, where my family was from, and we would. Uh, Play uh, Willie Nelson, Redheaded Stranger. Nice. There was an eight track of that, so we listened to that over and over and over again. And I think some Neil Diamond too, uh, but I remember the Willie Nelson more. And then uh, Neil Diamond's greatest hits, I think it was like a 12, 12 greatest hits or something like okay. that. And we'd listen to those two albums a lot. And it would, I, I think I was uh, an uppity 
mm. nervous child, and it would really calm me down. I, I I'm told. Mm. So the, yeah, that's that's one memory anyway. Beautiful, beautiful, and uh, so so self-taught or what? I was a classical music child. You know, I pretty seriously. I was a pretty serious, uh, you know, classical pianist. I would enter those. Kiwani? Yeah, <laughs> the Kiwani. Kiwani? And, um, I did well for my age. You know, I would did win. Did you slay? Did you kill? Did I, you I did. crush those other bastard children? Oh, shit, yes. Best yes. of class, sometimes. All kinds of good. Great. I, 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 if I, may I be yes. boasty now? Totally yeah, boast. Boaster. I, I did even win a $200 scholarship from the Eaton Foundation. I'm talking Whoa. about the old money Whoa. Eatons. Timothy. Mm-hmm. Tim and, and company, yeah. yeah. Tim, Timbo. Yeah. And I got to go to Roy Thompson Hall and t- get this check, and I spent it on a Denon uh, tape deck because I didn't have nice. one yet. So cool that nice. story. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's good. You do still have the tape deck? I don't. $200? Oh, no, I do. Go, rewind. Rewind. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, do you still have the tape? I do. See, okay, that's where that worked. Okay. Smooth edit there. We just smooth <laughs> edit. Is, is this digital? Are we doing digital? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So wow. Okay. So classical. You're a, you're a, you're a throat cutting, uh, classically trained pianist. P- piano is what we started with. Yeah, or? and yeah. I, I think I got more and more serious. And then by the time I was fourteen, when yeah. all of a sudden other things entered the equation, mostly jazz before pop or rock music came into my, uh, you know, knowledge. I just knew I wasn't good enough, you know, that I had to switch teachers a couple of times because, honestly, I got to a point where they said, well, you got to go to the next uh, level. And so I finally, at 14, came to this teacher who said, well, I can, you know, we can groom you to be one of these guys. But I knew I wasn't, you know, this is bullshit, I wasn't good enough, and I didn't want to practice six hours a day. Here in Toronto? Here in Toronto, okay. Okay. yeah. You know, and this was just through, it wasn't at the Royal Conservatory, but yeah. certainly teachers that were affiliated yeah. with it. And yeah. I just didn't want to do that anymore. And, yeah. I, and I think it's the only truly smart decision I've ever made, because I knew I wasn't good enough at the time, and I know yeah. now certainly I wouldn't have been good enough, and there was no joy in, you know, in incessantly going over the same pieces for many hours every day. Um, so that's good. And when does songwriting come into the equation then? Around that same time? No, a little bit later, maybe okay. late late teens. I figured I could try to uh, try to write things on my own, but the, the results were just d- disgusting, really. Just the horrible, horrible songs, as they should be when you right. start writing songs. Right. And then I think not until about 22 or 23 did I get anything that, looking back now, I could say was uh, okay, hmm. you know? I always wonder what what were you what were you into? What yeah. was the music you were into yeah. when you started when writing I, songs? Uh, that kind of steered you and influenced you. Who were you wait, copying? Wait, wait, yeah, wait, I, who yeah. was I copying? Actually, a lot of uh, I really liked. I don't know. I really liked early Little Feet. Like I really loved their first two albums. I loved Lowell George's style of songwriting, but I didn't like anything they did after that because it was all slinky and Cajun and just didn't it didn't feel honest to me and I, I really loved uh, I mean, I think I got into probably Tom Waits somewhere around there and that was a big deal to find this guy because it seemed so different you know and I, certainly, I knew all, all the classic rock stuff and all that and I, uh-huh. I really was uh, I devoured whatever I could get my hands on and uh, Lou Reed was the other huge guy I think uh, when I was that age and uh, you know a yeah, lot of guys yeah. who couldn't really weren't you know they say that weren't blessed with beautiful voices but were wonderful singers you know who would do so much with what they had i lo- i loved all those guys dylan and whoever yeah. else he was yeah. obviously a big guy and then you know 
Yeah, what is that's, that? I said, and you know, great. and then I didn't finish my thought because I didn't. I even I didn't know. Lou Reed's yeah. a good baseball name. Yeah, Lou, <laughs> Lou Reed's a great baseball name. <laughs> Swing and a miss, strike three. So we've come right. full circle. We're done here. That's okay. yeah. We're done. That okay. was it. That was it. Um, so so when I emailed you, whenever it was to make first contact, there I didn't know you from uh, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about this for this. No. Talking about years ago. In, yeah. yeah. Saying, hey, Jack, do you want, I hear great things. I love your music. Do you want to do a show? And you had emailed, what did me, I say? You had emailed I, uh, me back saying, I also hear great things, mm-hmm. but I'm not really... At that time, I think you you had you weren't really making as much music, or or you were or you were not performing live. Maybe I should say that. That's as much. fair. I wasn't was performing that? live okay. at all. I was terrified of it. I was truly. I, I I was in the middle of a phase then when you reached out to me, yeah. and I wanted to so badly because all I heard were great things about you, and I'd heard some of your music and was yeah. very very impressed, and I I wanted to do it, but I just was terrified. I was I, horrible stage fright. Uh, for quite a while there, for at least a few years. Okay. Uh, so I had to... What was that I, like? So you, you didn't have stage fright, but it, it developed? Yeah, well, I didn't have what I would call stage fright. I think for, let's say, for from, you know, 20 or 21 into, until about 35 or so mm-hmm. years in my life. I mm-hmm. mean, that's mm-hmm. that should be obvious mm-hmm. to your yes. listeners. They're <laughs> a savvy bunch, I'm sure. They know. Wake up I don't mean it's not. 19, 21, to, I'm not, you know... <laughs> no. No. In the grand old days of baseball. <laughs> Can you imagine baseball in the 20s and 30s? Oh, that shoeless shit. Joe is yeah. some ball player. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't there. I would be very nervous before a show, certainly, but I didn't. I could do it. I would be fine. You were cutting throats at Kiwanis. You, were, oh, you, weren't, you yes. weren't anxious. Were you anxious then? I, not, not that I remember. No, I don't think I was. I think I was. I was very. Yeah. I felt very confident about my piano playing abilities, and they were easy. Like it was, you know, yeah. it, it wasn't really meaty classical music that you're playing when you're nine or ten. Right. You know, it, right. So right. it was easy. But anyway, when I got to, uh, uh, I don't know, sometime when I was about, you know, thirty four, thirty five years old, just, uh, I just couldn't. I was just terrified. There was this sheer terror. I can't. Pinned it on a specific yeah, event yeah, or anything. Yeah, okay. I just knew it's not healthy for me to do this. I also had a thing where I was uh, mm. drinking a lot too much, drinking too much al- alcohol for the listener. You know, not, yeah. not ginger water. <laughs> Soda Popinski. Soda yeah, Popinski. Yeah, yeah. When are we going to start talking about Mike Tyson's punch out? Yeah, anyway? we should. <laughs> When's that yeah. going to happen? It's all part of the same. <laughs> Big uh, part of childhood. Yeah, for, for yeah, me. Same, yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> um, and then, you know. Uh, I you mean for shows you were drinking? No, lot? just all oh, every day, all okay. the, you know. Not it. Well, maybe. I don't even really remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, which is fun. That's a lovely, forgetfulness. It's a beautiful luxury. Really. Yeah. I don't know what I said. Shut up. I don't know what I said. So I, I, uh, I, you know, I just knew that if I didn't, it was so deeply connected to, uh, the unhealthy lifestyle was so deeply connected to music making and performance in particular that I knew if I wanted to make some pretty sweeping changes in my life, uh, I had to cut out the performance. And then... I guess the anxiety sort of lessened, like I, wow, you know, just in general. But I haven't really performed more than once a year since then. Is that right? Yeah, it's not part of my life anymore. Is there any desire to like now? Are you're not drinking as much? I hardly drink. Yeah. Okay. Is there any um, desire to bring that back in, like the music making, or is there a fear that the two might? 
No, because the music making seems live. to be the live, oh, the live, the the live performance. performance of it. Yeah, there's yes. a, there's a very real fear of that. However, I miss okay. it. I, I'm not I'm not yeah. being I miss it yeah. every day. I think about it every day, and I miss it. And wow. When I was playing, I always wanted to be playing more. I love being on stage. I really it makes me it do, it it's a need almost. You know, right, right. I have right. other outlets in my life now. Luckily, yes, you do. I do. We're gonna talk about those. That's gonna be like a new chapter in the in the podcast. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Me too, man. I'm but really here's talk, to speaking out. of like this is horrible. This is not a. It's something I need in my life because it's it's five what is it five oh I can't probably you say the time because no, it's, it's going to be on the, okay yeah. it's five twenty four five now and I already, yeah. like I know what time the game starts as to and I I think I'm already okay Strowman man yeah. Strowman's pitching yeah. to me That's, yeah. I want to see it I want to we should go we should yeah. watch it Chucky yeah you want to go to Chucky e. Cheese move. that's a good move yeah yeah <laughs> what is yeah. he what, what does that mean I don't know we'll Chuck okay. work yeah yeah chucking yeah we'll do a little bit of Chuck work we're gonna Chuck Chuck work um. Okay. Okay. I'm so sad. All of a sudden. Okay. Yeah. Where were we? No. I. I got lost there somewhere. Uh, but I, let's, let's it, stay focused. It's the. I, I'm. Bring us back. I'm. No. I'm interested. So you perform once. Once per year. I mean, that's got to be hard for a for a musician. I mean, like hmm. that nowadays. That's how people sell records and yeah that's sure. the main way of doing it yeah well i'm above all that of course i don't, <laughs> I don't need anyone's money uh i think i, I yeah i really I, I it's true it's tough um the, in all fairness so i'm going to be very honest with myself uh you know it's tough it's tough to organize the shows it's i, I would get nervous about attendance and all all these things too so yeah. all of that yeah. is gone at least i don't yeah. have to worry about any of that so much right? horseshit yeah so much horseshit and then also you know the venues and the dealing with that and then right if heaven forbid you want to go on the road it's just there's a lot of horseshit that's yeah that's true that you yeah. have to deal with and and that is all very stressful too so that mm. stress is gone and that's a welcome uh you know, I I don't miss that. And you've been sure. posting like there was a time where I saw a lot of like uh, setting up the camera like right at the right of the piano. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was beautiful, and maybe maybe that like takes the maybe that's the answer. I feel like it maybe was. I, I went through a little phase. That was you know, just beautiful. You know, thank you. When I first got you know the little uh, yeah. iPhone, right? Yeah. I would put it on the the edge of the piano, and I would just make these little videos, and and then I posted them, and it felt like performing, and and it really. You know, and just I do a few takes, and it would always be, you know, one complete take. But I'd wait till I sort of settled down, and I was at my most natural. I loved it, and it actually, uh, you know, it satisfied most of the uh, urges that, yeah. that uh, yeah. you know, had like been. We're unsaid. almost, we're almost there. I, I, I find like where, where you can, you can, all, you can never replace the live music venue, but you can almost like there are elements where you can we we can start playing with new technology that I think are really exciting on that end to sure yeah and then, alleviate some of that bullshit and abso- shit that we were talking about right? ab- absolutely but but the, of course you know like you just said there's no substitute for mm-hmm. a live mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. and all of that and I mm-hmm. think that uh, you know today if if someone who I liked and respected said do you want to play the show I would I would say yes but it would be I have a really tough week yeah i'd say one week before and one week afterwards would be kind of hard because first anxiety on the way up and then depression on the way down and it's it's real or at least it feels real in in the moment and that's i also feel quite foolish talking about that because uh i should i should i think feel nothing but delight over uh, making connections with an audience and i think i do when i play Mm -hmm. i think that there's something happens that's very Nice. It sounds for like it sounds like for you 
playing live, like the stakes feel pretty high. <laughs> they do, but I also know that's silly. They shouldn't. Yeah, a lot, shouldn't of, a lot of people can go up yeah. and, uh, you know, like, feel, and it feels like a coffee house or something to them, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you just go mm-hmm. up and comfortable and you just, and that's it. But right. I mean, then there definitely are people who the stakes feel high and, and that's you. Unfortunately, yes. I mean, I, the only good that I think has come out of that is that uh, w- when it does go well, I think it really yeah. is very good for me and for the audience. There's mm-hmm. some there's something that happens that I, I've been told by people, and again, I'm not. I don't mean to overwhelm you with my. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, but we'll say braggadocio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. You know. Yeah. So you know that I, I, it, it's a nice thing that happens, and I've been you know would really get some nice uh feedback from people about that but i'm very happy to sacrifice any of that so as to not feel so shitty i mm-hmm. guess you know because again you know anxiety and depression it, it, yeah. it was totally situational mm-hmm. uh and now if i go into the studio there's a little bit of that but mm. you have so much control you know yeah you can there's, just do another take you can do you know there's a sense of uh like i i once heard of an artist uh, i won't give his name but he cried when he had bad sound like, and, <laughs> I, and i just thought fuck i would be sponsored by kleenex if uh <laughs> if that were the case you know well um, is it is it true that uh, you know they talk about like robbie robertson back when the band started to do important shows needing a hypnotist backstage because the stage fright was so severe oh shit i've heard this okay, i never looked okay. it up but we will but where's the fact is there a fact checker yeah no there is a fact checker okay yeah upstairs yeah. maybe yeah yeah we're we're, we're chiming all this through, there's yeah. a lot of people who stage fright like yeah. well-known mm. well-known successes that like stage fright was a very real right real issue for them yeah, um, I mean it's Robbie Robertson. He wrote the song "Stage Fright." Right, fascinating. Yeah, um, yeah. Who else? Adele has crippling stage right? fright. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like to, and to think of the one show a year. Well, I would love to collaborate. I've never seen you perform live, live. Let's. We're gonna do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, but the stakes would feel real high, as Andrew said. If that was if that was the one show a year, we better make sure well, we maybe. hit it out of the park, right? <laughs> no, okay, that's right. Full count, sure. ninth inning. Ninth you best inning. be. <clears throat> better be. Let's be Donaldson. walking off after that. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to tar and feather you with some uh, soda Papinski and popcorn <laughs> after the, after the show. It'll feel very nice. I think that I would love to. I mean, when I say it's one show a year, it's been one yeah. show a year for the past few. Of course, I'd love to see that number go up. Okay. Much higher. Yeah, I because think when it you could. have. A, when you have a bad show if you're on a tour or something it's like okay that's what drives you to the day later sure we're gonna kill it like i because that feeling of feeling like shit yeah stays with you right yeah. so it's if i think it's it's really important to try to get back on as much as fast as you can afterwards so i think you're uh, right that, that would I, be a beautiful thing to try to cleansing yeah yeah, yeah. Get, get that ratio up I, right? I agree completely and i yeah. think it's one of these things i just have to remind myself that it, do, it, it doesn't matter. It feels yeah. like it matters, but it doesn't in the same way that kind of nothing matters, right. really. You're right. just you're there to... It's a lovely combination of entertainment and art, and that's all that it is, and there's yep. people, and they're... Even if you're horrible, yep. how much worse is their night really going to be? And they're not going to hate you. That's right. You know, it, that's and, right. And you shouldn't really hate yourself over that either, because it's just... it's uh, That's what's so wonderful about live performance is that you can't predict how it will go you can do your best and mm. that's about it and mm-hmm. hopefully some little magic happens in the in the room right what are some venues that you used to or care to still perform at in the i city? don't even know what's happening in the city yeah. these days I, and the only well, show uh, 
I mean, I, I used to like playing in the back room of the Cameron a lot. Yeah, good, uh, good. I never played in the front room, even though there were some opportunities, just because I was scared because uh, something about being right there with yeah. the audience, yeah. you know. And uh, the front door. And the front door. Yeah, right? that would do it. Yeah, yeah, whereas the back, you know, had the stage. Of course, you'd hear the music coming in from the front. Well, anyway, there's always that. Know? I call it the Charles Ives double dip. That was beautiful. Yeah. Wow. What's that? The venue getting looking well, They're, they're double the dipping, time? so they're getting. Ven- well, don't listen to if you from the camera house. Don't listen to this part. But the the music in the front, the music in the back, colliding. It's a beautiful little Charles Ives scene, double dip. With just that thin, that that curtain there, and that's it. Yeah, right now, little that, curtain yeah. to soften the blow. Right, slightly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and honestly, I can't even. Uh, that's where, a nice venue, though. The Cameron yeah, House is a beautiful space. Yeah, Cameron House is a wonderful space, and it's in a nice building there, and, and you know, I like the art they always have there. Yeah. And, and uh, you do it solo? Is that uh, what, typically, or with band, or what? A little bit of both, mostly okay. with, uh, I mean, I was a pretty st- stupid guy. Not yeah. that things have changed, I still yeah. am, you know, yeah. you know. I know. So uh, I would, I had, I would refuse to, uh, uh, what's the word? I don't even remember the word, practice. Uh, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Thank you. You know, and I like it when you don't even know that word. Yeah, like, that's right. And I, that what was, are you supposed that was not to bullshit. do? That word fell out of my. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with the word. I just yeah. never use it out of my mouth. You know, or so I wouldn't do it. I would give them little recordings of the songs. Say, don't worry, but this would be loose, man. We'll just it'll be jazzy. We'll we'll improvise. They're not jazz songs. They shouldn't be done like that. But I wouldn't rehearse, and the mm. results would be as you could probably predict. How you know. When it was good, it was pretty good, but it was rarely pretty good. It sounds like an exciting little still, model. But you still re- refuse to rehearse. Yeah, but then <laughs> I what think I did that's kind of cool. I mean, I, but I do pra- yeah. I practice on my own, so then I realized, no, I should just be playing. Uh, and that's what James Paul said to me, speaking of, yeah. uh, speaking of. He said, you shouldn't play with a band unless you're willing okay. to put it. Be- he said something very sweet. He said, because you're so... What did he call me? I think he called me like light-footed or fleet-footed or something. That, you know, I'm not a... That's not me, but he—he's yeah. uh, delusional, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he said, you know, good luck to them keeping up with you. And yeah. then, I mean, he was so drunk, though. It was horrible. You but sound um, like someone who'd benefit from like a if you had like he wasn't one really accompanying drunk. artist with you. Yeah, probably. Or even just probably. like a very close like yeah. trio. Yeah. Like yeah. you and two other sure, two other it, artists, and then you know there's a minimal sound and then there's less places to fuck up. Yeah, know? yeah, that that probably would be good and I think, I mean, I'm getting a little bit smarter maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I would be willing to actually practice but I love playing on my own. I actually in, infinitely yeah. prefer yeah. Just doing a solo show and I won't do the piano because I don't like sitting down. I can't connect with the audience if I'm okay. sitting down. Okay, so what is it? It's guitar. It's guitar, yeah. Oh, it's just guitar and voice and okay. I, but I play the guitar a little bit like a piano because I don't know how to play the guitar so okay. I just transfer piano ideas over onto the guitar. Fantastic. Which That's is maybe nice good or bad, I don't know. But wow. anyways. Wow. I always wow. thought the piano was a very hard instrument to play in a band mm. and and perform because you're con- you're probably looking at a wall. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you, unless it's you, a, you know a baby grand and you yeah. can see over the top of it. Yeah. Or yeah. Like and that. and like there a lot of the time, you know, like the guitars are together. And they're with the drummer, and you, you know, you can't. It's harder to pick out your sound against theirs. Huh. I, yeah, I used to hate. Like I envy guitarists because you can like, maybe there's two guitars in the band. You can look at each other. You can. I think that's true, but I think from an audience perspective, you've seen so many guitar players that it's so lovely to see a piano player. So that does give them that advantage, I Mm -hmm. think. But I wonder what. uh, Yeah, I don't. I was never able to feel like I could connect. And uh, mm. yeah, anyway, but but you're right. I think it would be a great idea to play with just one or two, you know, 
able-minded mm-hmm. musical types and and and, you know. and have that kind of ritual or or to go back to it you know um i think that's really important like i i go a little squirrely it's it, mm. it's kind of like what you're saying it's like if you don't get that live performance in you know sure as much but, as but you, you can. But, but by nature musically i think you know you're very very much a collaborative guy i think that that's something that you mm. love to do right right and i don't i i think that i but I, I hear you it, on the bullshit factor on the yeah. like uh, what you when you actually spelled that out of like, you know sleazy, yeah I'm gonna say it sleazy say it. promoter yes. uh, you know yes. so many fucking weasels sure. uh, that that yeah. that that idea of you know oh fuck there's the usual twelve mm. all right uh, thank you for coming and you love those usual and you're gonna it's do wonderful. your show for the it's usual wonderful. twelve and 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 God bless them yeah, but absolutely. like it's it's hard it's it could be kind of soul crushing <coughs> it, it's times. very like, hard. The, like twelve members in your in the audience yeah. you mean yeah. I thought you were talking about just the 12 people in your the band. Loyal, the loyal they, 12. You know. That's why i got to keep my band high, like, high in, the, in numbers, just because uh, it helps fill out the audience. It is amazing. I don't, I don't talk to other people about this so much. Yeah, I would yeah. love to talk to other people and find out when and mm. why did it happen that the artist is solely responsible for promoting a mm. show at somebody else's venue. To me, it seems absolutely... Right. It's like a lunatic proposal. It's just absolutely... It, it's bonkers. It mm-hmm. really is. Because yeah. How yep. does a venue? I mean, I, I get it. Oh well, there's so many people. You don't want to do it? Fuck you. We got a, a million guys waiting to play mm-hmm. this show, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's that's horrible. The venue should should only have people play who they like and who they want to want to play, and and then they should do promotion with in concert with the right. performers. Right. I and mean, you do it together. And I am sure there are venues who still do this. I've just never encountered even one yeah of the Cameron House seemed to have that in their in their They'd wheelhouse be possibly like the exception you know. to this rule I cannot think of another no I think the, the, the Dakota is another one where I can mm-hmm. see that they're sort of like they actually give a fuck who they put on stage but right. I mean there's a lot of them that these days where I'm seeing it's like and and I think uh the silver dollars and all there's a few in town that I think actually care but you're right there's too much of the onus is on the musician I think bring so. all that, and, I think and so. if you don't bring that audience, and you're getting punished, it's right. like, oh, you didn't make this amount of money, you're gonna pay for it. You, you guys are all gonna pay for it. So here's your happy meal payout <laughs> at the end of the night. You sure, know? it's 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 a very interesting. Anyway, we don't have to dwell on no, on but I would, the say, I would I would. I don't know any. Well, I don't know anything about that. I mean, that's there's that's, so much. I just find it's actually getting worse over time. Like like if you read any like a a, a jazz drummer was telling Nick Fraser was telling me this story about a jazz drummer in a book that he loved. He was reading his autobiography and in 1925, he was still working for 75 bucks a night. Wow. And guess what? It's 2015 and you're still working for 75 bucks. Like 75 bucks a night is probably a, a decent payout for a, mu- a musician. These days, right? I think... And, and decent, like up and down. But So I've vowed I've recently to say fuck you to all that. Mm-hmm. 8150 is what I'm going to pay. So I, mean, I, I actually did a little bit of inflation just yeah. to say that, no, I used to pay you $75 at the, to play the back room of the Cameron House sure. over 10 years ago. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I'd like right. to think that we're going in, in a right direction, so I've actually implemented a little inflation. So now I, I'm you. proud to say I'm going to pay you 8150 for this gig. Wow. Because it's such a, it's such a it really bothers me, this, yeah, this no, idea of, course, of, of you know. And, and I recently got an email from another promoter saying... Uh, yeah, we're gonna give you a hundred dollars for that gig. Whoa, like man, you realize I pay eighty one fifty now. That's my lowest, like my standard rate for a six piece. Like hundred dollars, really? I it's won't incredible. do that again. Like yeah. I'll do it once. I'll do it just to be nice, but yeah. I'm not gonna do that again. Yeah. 
is that the going ray? Like, what is the going ray? It just it blows my mind. Yeah, and I hear these hmm. stories from other people or have yeah. over the years too. Yeah. But I do think that, I think you're right about the Dakota. I don't, it's not, that's not really a place that's in my purview or it's not my okay. scene, let's say. Yeah, sure. But I know if, I actually have played there before. I opened up for somebody. I don't, but I, I think uh, it's, uh, I think they have a nice little thing going there, yeah, is my yeah. sense of it. Like, it should be curated. If I owned a venue, man, mm-hmm. that would be... Isn't that your pride? And, and you know what's great about it? You know? Dakota feels... The, so I think it's yeah. the room. It yeah. feels like a low-stakes venue. That's very so true. You, you go yeah. there, it's carpeted. Uh-huh. It's like, the, there's no stage, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a stage? Mm-hmm. No, it's no, not. There's a, there is a, isn't there's a stage. Yeah, there's yeah, a, is there? Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not very high. It may not be carpeted. <laughs> this entire thing may be. Uh... No, I'm pretty sure it's carpeted. Okay, okay we'll say it's carpeted, but yeah, yeah like, there's a stage. It's like there's tables in the back. Yeah, there's a bar beside the stage. That's right. It's relaxed. You know, it feels low. And stakes. they care, and I, and I think one of the things that yeah, and they're pretty honest with the musicians they deal with, which is all you ask for, right? Like it's, uh, it's it's very interesting though. I could see like when you list the whole raft of sure. horseshit of why you wouldn't do it. It's a real fight to keep doing to it. To keep doing you it, know? yes. Yeah. You have to have a tremendous amount of love, I think. to keep Or self-loathe. Or self-loathe. Yeah, either keep, or. But maybe a, a healthy uh, dose of both yeah. you know, to, yeah. keep, to keep going. But I think it's... Uh, yeah, I get, I get a little angry about that. Uh, yeah, I understand. So I, I try not to think about it, but I do think that uh, I suppose credit should be given where... You know, there are these instances in the city of Toronto where people are doing it right. I just think they're in the slim, slim, slim minority from every... I'm not talking, you know, from everyone yeah. I've talked to, you yeah. know, over the years. But anyway, onward and upward. Well, and always. now I want to talk about one thing that I know gives you joy. Please. Let, here we go. We're oh, entering boy. chapter two of the podcast. <gasps> yes. Birds. Oh, yes. Not Blue Jays. No, no, not Blue no. Jays. Let's no. keep this baseball free, okay? Like Dave Winfield, that fucker. Oh, okay. What a thing! What too. a I reference! Was... A murdering oh. prick. You know what? It was it was such a villainous. He was, but he was vilified, I believe. He sh- as way. he should be. What year was that? Murdering Did... prick of gulls. Well, yes. was he? Can we remember? Was he with the Jays? Oh yeah. Can Mur- we remember? No, he was, no, he was against not. the he Jays. Was, he was with the Yankees. Then, yeah, he was so with the, the Yankees. Yeah. So should have been. It jailed. was Exhibition Stadium, yeah. right? Right so then and there, they should that have jailed been that before. Prick. <laughs> when did the dome happen? Nine, this would have certainly been in the eighties. Yeah, that was in eighties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it would have been like eighty. Yeah. yeah. Be so quiet here with me in the coldest honey night. You.
look it up. I By the way, so so birds. Yeah, bur- so birds. <laughs> the joy of birds, and um, and that's another thing that connects us. I think is I've really admired this. Like like, boy, you're on a journey and a quest there with the birds, and 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 the poetry and the whole bit. And I brought your your small bird songs. Your you want your volume one. Right. The book that you recently published. It's true, and thank you for saying those nice. Man, Thanks. are you kidding me? I just showed Andrew here. Like, and he just threw like, up. It was I mean, crazy. He, he wanted, they wanted to, both Andrew and Molly wanted to throw up in their mouths all day. Mm-hmm. No, it was great. I like the pictures. The pictures are amazing. That's, thank you. I didn't read any of it. No, don't. don't. No, well, we, I was going to ask you if you might read a couple of, uh, of, of the shorter. <laughs> po- they're, they're such beautiful oh, entries. Oh, I love to. That's funny. I've never even thought that I would in my life be asked to do that. So I would love yeah, to. I would, yeah, that would be a joy. But um, can you talk about how that came to be? How the whole birth? Oh sure, it's such a it's such a simple little it's very very short little story I can tell you and I think it's it's uh, my father again coming yep. back to him always was a uh, bird guy in the way that I think people who you know have a house they have their bird feeders you know typical uh, bird feeding uh, type of guy mm-hmm. but then it something happened and he decided to get more into it but he went the um, breeding route you know he picked up a couple of birds from a friend of his who had a pet store, so, you know, you cannot legally have uh, any domestic wild birds. So at pet stores, you, you have things like Australian finches and birds from other lands. Sorry, Sorry the window's open. Oh, that's fine. I'm not <laughs> nervous. Uh, so you have these birds from other lands. You know, you go to whatever pet store and they have these Australian finches or, or waxbills, some interesting yeah. species of birds. So yeah. he, he bought... Yes? Are you in the 11 Reasons to Live documentary? Yes. Look at that. 15, oh my. in fact. 15, 15 reasons, reasons to, live. to live. Except four of them are me, so it's 11. Yeah, it's uh, that was a stupid joke. Ma- no one's laughing. Man. It that was, was, good, a, we, right? it, was I, it was an amazing documentary. Yeah, yeah. Mo- we were watching it here, Molly and I, and uh, <laughs> and we turned it on right at your chapter. And then we, oh, nice. It, it's fantastic. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep, no, go- <laughs> keep going. Let's, we, we could shift right over to that because actually it's it's a perfect... The thing is, Alan Zweig, terrific. Yeah. Really lovely uh, local filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just did the Fonio movie, he right? He did, yeah. yeah which by, I haven't seen it yeah. yet. By all yeah. counts, it's just wonderful. You know, Or maybe wonderful is the wrong word. It's probably terrible and yeah. wonderful and all these different yes, things. But, exactly. but, a, but, a, but a very successful documentary, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of his films. Yeah, yeah. me too. And he... Uh, he approached me, asked me if he wanted, if I wanted to be in this. He'd seen me play a number of times and was quite, if I may, I think he was quite taken with whatever it was that I did on stage. And then I kind of stopped doing that and fell in love with birds. And he wanted to ask me why and what happened and all of that stuff. So, so I, I told him in this documentary. And, uh, you know, my basically the story is that uh, my, you know, I think what he wanted to get from me and... I guess it's the truth is that uh, in in a small but very significant way, falling in love with wild birds very much changed my life, and wow. and all, I would say even turned it around wow. if I could right. do so, it. Do so it so, you're, so you're, you were saying your father started picking up uh, species the, of yeah, birds. These, yeah, and then he would breed them, and then he you know these species aren't uh, too sturdy; they can't survive the Canadian winters. Right. So he built an aviary in his backyard, which yes. was fine until about November, but then. My father, who uh, he owns a small building downtown, and there's a storefront with some apartments on on top. So he took one of these apartments uh, and converted it into an aviary where wow. these birds fly freely. 
There's video footage of you in the aviary. In this, yes, in this yes. documentary, yeah, yes. in Alan's movie. Okay. Sure, and uh, wow. he... Anyway, to c- cut to the chase here, yeah. so I started to take care of these birds. He sort of taught me how. How I, old are you when you're doing this, when you're taking care of these birds? When I started about 30... Okay, so it's later. So it's later. It's around the same time that you stop. That yeah, playing ironic, music. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not ironically, or, or no, maybe, maybe they're linked. I th- it's, not ironically, I but they're linked. I don't think it's ironic. Okay. It's the opposite of irony. It's the iron- opposite of irony, <laughs> exactly. Although they've changed the definition on us. I mean, it's terrible. You go to, like, de- definition number four. You know, it's like if you look up the word literally, definition <laughs> yes. number four is figuratively. You know, so they, <laughs> right. It doesn't. Yeah. And they've done the same thing with So ironic. ironically, you it's get, you get out of the, the, the music. It's the mustachioed children of today who have done this to our language um pukes yeah little pukes they are let's be nice though gentlemen please come on. let's be focus let's be baseball guys focus. come on but not you're those rowdy horrible baseball no, you're guys a man. Who, you you're know a man. donaldson comes up i don't chant mvp i don't i won't do it. i i did the other day uh, come on molly was not? very annoyed <laughs> how can you not that um i think okay bring let's bring her bring back her okay so so you Ironically, yes. it's yeah. about the time you stopped playing music live. Yeah. Yes, I don't really. I, I think that that is true. And I looked after these birds, and something happened. I don't know what happened. I guess I fell in love with with bird as this thing. Yeah. But very quickly, I wasn't interested in cage birds. I would take these walks down by the water. I live around Queen and Roncesvilles, and I'd start to walk by the. Well, I shouldn't. No. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> okay. in awe of this. <laughs> The story. Keep going, keep going. Because you can't, you know, this is like, ra- it's not radio, but it's kind of like radio. And I was just, things are happening. Don't even worry about it, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, I would see, you know, the most common of the common species that hang out by the water. You know, there's the bridge at Roncesvilles, which takes you down to the water. So, yeah. you know, I would see the mute swans and the mallards and all this, uh, the, the water birds there in the winter. And then it really, truly something clicked. It was like a, like a switch uh, yeah. flipped, and I fell in love with these wild birds and then it's become an obsessive education and I sort of taught myself I mean I owned cameras but I wasn't a photographer I kind of taught myself to be some kind of photographer and take pictures like if I could paint I would but I have no aptitude for that I figured oh I can sort of do things with the camera that would maybe resemble the kind of things that I could paint and you know telephoto optics these days are so beautiful Mm -hmm. and you don't have to spend that much money um, and what I, is, what is it about you like going out there and capturing like getting some of these photos like what ah oh, man there's you, so much to do, it do like, you ever go down to Tommy Thompson and that's my oh, yeah. main place oh, Leslie yeah. Spit is that's... my fit without a close second I love that place I go there as often as I can yeah and I'm getting yeah and it, the thing is just getting deeper and deeper for me as far as uh, it, it's a very healthy I mean I've been addicted to things yeah. before and I'm never as much as I'm addicted to this and it's, mm-hmm. it's such a lovely healthy yeah. Because uh, it's just education, and it's uh, and and talking about communicating with ghosts, it really feels like oh it feels God. like you're so connected with this natural, wonderful world that doesn't. I mean, no, nothing cares about anything, and yet everything is connected. It's really this magic. It's not magical at all, really. It's just totally natural, but it right. feels magical. Well, it's the migration, like the 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 whole beauty of like all oh, yeah. of like the. You know, I think colliding with birds. Is well, yeah. taking yeah. pictures of sure. birds, I, I and any wildlife. I, I totally understand because it's it's like it's there, and a photograph is like a it's like a and sure. it's and that pic- picture is yours, but that bird is gone. Is going to Mexico or Absolutely. wherever and the fuck. And it's amazing. And it's just Absolutely. gone. And I think it's like yeah. that with all wildlife. It's just like sure. you get it, yeah. And in some way you own it, but in the real way, 
you don't own it at all. When it's, you know, it's, I yeah. mean, it's quite an improvement from the days of Audubon when he was first cataloging all these. He had to shoot them, you know, because there was no way mm-hmm. to get, you know, for him to make his paintings, his life-size paintings of all these birds. He yeah. had to have them. He had to pose them. So he was, you know, became a pretty good shot. I think he would swill whiskey too. They say, and you know, shoot these birds. He was quite a colorful writer. If you ever read okay. Audubon's. Uh, well, so are you. You're like I. I found like your journey. It's so life changing. You got to find them on Facebook because it's really. That's all he is on Facebook right now. It's just like <laughs> he'll find a heron, and there's this gorgeous poem, or or probably not even. It's not even poetry. It's just there's nothing to do with the bird. Like I yeah, connect so the- much with what you're doing on Facebook with the with the birds because it's it's music. Like he's, I think you. Well, especially with this project, which we'll talk about. But you're connecting music and. And birding, which are two awesomely yeah. nerdy kind of beautiful. <laughs> uh, there's a solitude in it. I don't know. There's so much to what you're doing they, that speaks to me. They, I'm, that delights me to hear. You have no idea, but uh, thank you. Uh, it uh, it means a lot to me too, which is great because mm-hmm. with music, I always felt I, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but I always I never felt very confident about what I did I knew there were good things about it but I always felt that you know I mean I'm not a, I don't have a beautiful voice and yet yet I sing and there are some mm-hmm. lyrics I can be embarrassed of or, mm-hmm. or this turn of phrase on this instrument but with this bird thing and writing about birds I, I think it's like writing about birds but not writing about birds right uh, to me I, I, I feel I feel kind of proud of myself mm-hmm. which is a very novel and nice way to feel and that's not a bad I don't, I don't mean even proud I just think look yeah. I'm doing good work I want to keep doing it I guess and it's it's it would be nice to uh it's nice to share it with people and when I first approached you on this and we spoke about this you're coming at it from a relative like you're self-taught with all this stuff or with I mean photograph- you're not yeah absolutely with photography and writing or whatever, no, no, right? no. Yeah. oh no that's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, no, or, no. or the photography in general your everything knowledge of birds. connected to birds and 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 writing too yeah. really is all completely self taught i used to uh regarding writing i used to read a, a lot i mean it was a big you know i, just, I read fiction obsessively yeah. i would yeah. say as much as i obsessively listen to music and then i stopped when i started to write because i and this is a dumb thing to do because they say that any great writer whenever they're not uh writing they're reading and mm-hmm. and, and you know that's just the way it works but i wanted i wanted to sort of i want to keep it naive and i don't want to i'm too sponge like i don't want to soak up other people's voices and there are certainly other people's voices in it because i've read things obviously already and had favorite writers but i just i, I it's weird started uh writing and i stopped reading mm. Which is fine. I re- I mean, I I know how to read. I still know how, and I read nonfiction a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I don't read fiction anymore. Wow, that's weird. That's maybe stupid. My friends, I have some friends, and they tell me, believe it or not, and they tell me I'm stupid. Like they just say, that's stupid. Just read a book. Right. Read a right. go. Read a book. They say. <laughs> they do. Speaking of. Yes. <clears throat> would you read us your one of your favorite? Uh, oh. Uh, excerpts from the the, the bird songs, nice from the small of, bird songs. Uh, yeah, nice you mailed that to me. There, you mailed right? that to me, didn't you? I yeah. believe I did. Yeah, um, I self-published this uh, book called Small Bird Songs, Volume One. Uh, 
Uh, okay, this I, I yeah. just came up with. And anyway, it's a it's a collection of uh, of photographs of birds that I took and some writing. So what's the photograph that we're looking at? Right we're now? looking at. I've titled it in this book, and I'll show it to you. And yeah. you know this. So the title of this photograph is Dunlin Sandpiper, seen among the midges and the light speckles by the deep blue waterways. You know that's fine. There's nothing I guess wrong with titling a photo like that. And then I wrote a Dunlin in his new breeding coat is a bird worth clambering after. To that end, I ripped the ass pocket of my pants and also lost my sunglasses in the rocks. I zonked out for a moment, and I dreamed of oversized Dunlin along the rock piles, thugging downwards and toward me, whispering with half-smiles in this language of birds and dreams. Literal translation, my heart hurts too. So I thought that was a good... You know, that's not really about birds. That's, yeah. I, I did have a dream one night that this horrible, horrible, witchy... It was like a combination witchy woman. Witchy woman, okay. if I may quote okay. my least favorite band. Um, which isn't even true after I saw that documentary, I think, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and she was like, she was a bird and she was a woman and she was saying, mama. And I spelt it all these different ways, but now I'm happy with the spelling here. And I was informed in this dream that what that means is my heart hurts too. Hmm. Um, so I think you, maybe that's not for everyone, but I think that you can I, somehow... I, that's that's for everybody, I think. There you go. Jack, it's for everybody. Um, so, yes, yeah, Small Bird Songs Volume 1 is for everyone. That's I, for I just true. have a question about the bird photography. Please. Or, or in uh, I'd love the, doc- to t- the documentary that, Pardon me. that, that you were uh, featured in. Uh, to me, it was there was something awesome about it. It was very, it seemed very Toronto to me, and like kind of a side of Toronto you wouldn't expect. As in, like there's a, a, a bird birders aviary in a downtown Toronto apartment that you would never know, just completely inconspicuous, and uh, and then your then your story kind of centered on playing music in Toronto, right? And sure. then and then getting a camera and going through the city and shooting all of these birds. So I love that part of, of the documentary and yeah. the, kind of your story of, is very, very much about this city. And then I'm thinking, have you ever thought about, do you travel and f- photograph birds? Or? O- only recently, and actually... Because there's I, a whole world out there. There, there is birds. a whole world, there is. And, I, and at first, I'm going to answer your question, but also I'm going to tell you this, that, uh, you know... When I first started to write about birds or not about birds while writing about birds uh, mm. um, and take pictures, I just I, I really had a strong desire to make some kind of ornithological map of the city, you know, where you could oh, figure cool. out, you know, just, uh, well, this is where this species of duck uh, hangs out in this month, you know, and go through the seasons and, and figure out who is where awesome. and why and, and what to do and how to see them all and, and sort of catalog the whole thing you know geographically and, and, and throughout the year wow um, and then I would start, like in this book that I put out the small bird songs book it's very much about Toronto and if it were if it had a little uh, second title it would be Toronto uh, and then I went on a trip I hadn't been I hadn't you know I was born here and uh, I really d- loved it growing up I loved it here and then I quite quickly started to hate it now I'm at the point where I sometimes like it, sometimes tolerate it, and sometimes love it. But when I'm, I don't 
I'm still getting mad at it. A little bit like baseball. If, if, you know, we're it's similar. back. We're yeah. back to, you know. Love. But, uh, or Major League Baseball. Who yeah. could not love baseball? I'm talking about Major League Baseball. There's right. some issues, the corporate, anyway. But we don't, we don't <laughs> want to go down that road. We don't want to go down that road. What, I was, what I'm going to say is that, yes, I hadn't been on an airplane since I was about 17. And I've, you know, maybe predictably developed quite the fear of flying. And I just didn't want to go anywhere. And then uh, my parents started to go uh, to Florida for the winters, you know. And uh, so I went to visit them, and Florida is, believe it or not, as strange a state as it is, one of the best places on this continent to see avian life. It's just It's all swamp in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's like, if you're into water birds, any of these wading birds, and then even just the songbirds, too, the life there is extraordinary, and it's, like, it's so much deeper and richer than anything we have here. And there are birds that live there all year round, and, you, and I got into it, you know, so now I'm going back every year to see the, the birds there and going to different parts of the state. I've been, you know, up in the panhandle and all that. And then uh, went to Quebec. Mm. Uh, to see the gannets at, uh, at Bonaventure Island, which is, you know, you can get, this is a magnificent six foot of wing seabird and you can get two feet away from it. They don't oh. care. They don't care what people are. And there's, you know, a hundred thousand of them there or something like that. So it's quite a colony. It smells terrible, manly. So it's very, <laughs> so I just want to, the, the birder, yeah. Yeah. you, yeah. May I, may De- I interrupt? The fear you? of flying. Yes. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. And you yes, overcame strange. that. Yes. Following your snowbird parents <laughs> down to... You're good, kid. This to, is good. To, and I'm sure you took in a little bit of summer ba- or spring grapefruit league baseball down there. Ah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a little wow. stop and done eating, maybe. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's very good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just connecting the dots. This has been a real treat. Here. I see what you've done. I, I, I do want to say one thing, just yeah. this is for... Yeah. I try to be a good guy, I guess, but I... Bird as a verb. Mm. To bird. A mm-hmm. birder. Mm-hmm. I'll use the term constantly, but it bothers me every time I do it because it's a, it's a noun and, you know, it, you, you, it's, it's a bird. I saw a bird. But there's, there's a whole terminology with, with birding as a thing. You know, it used to be called bird watching. And I think that maybe it's even different. Maybe there's a different level of obsessiveness if you look at the bird watcher versus the birder. And I, I don't even know which I am, but it's one of these things that I, there's a whole vernacular to, you know, birders talk about what they had. They don't talk about what they saw. They said, well, I had a, you know, and they name off the species they had. You can't have a bird. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> and also, and I don't think we should go down this road, but I want to tell you that I have very strong issues and problems with other bird photographers. I don't want people to think I'm too nice or accommodating a yeah. guy here. Yeah. You know, real problems with these people. What, I'm, not, I'm a very reluctant bird photographer, actually. Camouflage pants or what? Camouflage pants, long, long lenses, scope. baiting yeah. raptors with, with mice so as to get hunting shots. People playing. do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. man. You have to, it, it's horrible. And, and, and playing the audio calls of birds uh, so that the birds, thinking there's a rival in their Blue midst, balls. jump yeah. Yeah. jump up and then they get these shots of them you know chirping like that and and this is just standard practice among a lot of bird photographers and it, it it's something that makes me much angrier than it should I know that and I, I don't I have never gotten into a confrontation honestly with one of these guys but I usually end up I've, I have to leave scenes sometimes uh, because there's uh, these types of people around and what I what delights me so much about uh, the Leslie Spit, Tommy Thompson Park, is that a lot of these guys won't go there because um, the settings in which the birds uh, live are a little bit too man-made. There's mm-hmm. too much, you know, because this is a functioning construction dump site, right? And that's what you're thriving on. And that's way, what I right? love yeah. more than anything, because yeah, I love cool. these things that we've 
built yeah. and then thrown away. I think yeah. that we're pretty cool animals ourselves. And I, I don't, not just in photographing people, but I love the things that we've made. And I love incorporating that with the wildflowers that sort of poke out of the, uh, you know, rebar. It's, it's mm-hmm. very yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. And I don't see too many other bird photographers. And the ones I do are pretty... Pretty, pretty interesting chill. guys, yeah. you know, and and yeah. gals, you know. There's this. It's yeah. a really wonderful place. I, oh, it, it is fantastic. Yeah, you, Molly and I rode our bikes down there Good for La- you. last nice. year. We we counted like twenty five rabbits. Oh yeah, there's there's so many rabbits that be you know the coyotes. And the coyotes yeah. go down and the yeah. co- the coyotes <laughs> annihilate them. <laughs> they sure do. And yeah. you know, I I yeah, you have to. I don't know who you cheer for, the rabbit or the coyote, but <laughs> there's a fable in there somewhere. <laughs> There's also a beaver down there as well. Yeah, m- many. There are many beavers <laughs> yeah. there, and there's mink, and there's uh, wow, wow. What else is there? I think they have. Uh, there's certainly muskrats, which occasionally I've seen and deer. Deer, yeah. And, Isn't that amazing? Uh, and it's like downtown it's, Toronto. It's yeah. down the oh, street. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There aren't too many places. There's a section of the Leslie Spit which I've called the end of the world section, and <sighs> it's sort of fair, somewhere near the lighthouse. It really looks mm-hmm. like what you know, because when you look across Lake Ontario, you know, if you you can't see to the other side, so it just looks like this water going on endlessly, and there's you know, just weird rebar and pokey bits of, of broken. And then it's a bird. Things. It's a bird. And then, and then it's a bird sanctuary, sanctuary as well. Yeah. yeah, it's it's magnificent. So you have the um, conservationists, awesome. the local conservationists, sort of working in and around the construction guys too. It's a whole interesting situation down there. It's very Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I don't think any other thing brought me back to feeling good feelings about Toronto than. Uh, you know, falling in love with the Leslie Spit also. It's just, well, what mm-hmm. a gift. And they, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any other place like that elsewhere, you know? Yeah, it's um, fantastic. Yeah. This is a work of art, Mysteries of the LR. Yeah. And on the back of this thing, you have... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very... Um, the, well, the book is library-bound, right? It's, it's, very, a, it's library-bound. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. And it comes with a download code. Four. There to were, listen to songs, yeah? Yeah, I figured I really wanted to milk the small bird songs. Uh, you know, it's my brand. So, you so, so you, so you, and this is self-published? It is, so yes. There's a, I, I, I love that part as well because it's just for its own sake. I right? think, I, yeah. I, I think it's something it's, that you enjoy. You want other beautiful. people to enjoy and you wanted, you wanted to, to produce something and put it out there. I, I did. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I love the, I, I don't know, I used to go to the... Uh, uh, reference library all the time, and I love the look of the library binding. It's yeah. the, it's the buckram cloth, and it you know on the sturdy sturdy boards. And I kind of yes. wanted to make this, because to me it's like this strange collection of essays and and little fragments with pictures that feels like maybe it could be some a book in some strange library. Uh, oh, I didn't know strange. if it was too cutesy no, no, I to put not. the library card. It's a beautiful in, aesthetic, I, Jack. And, and you know, and then it, I also recorded uh, four new songs with with James Paul, and figured I'd include those with the uh, the book. So it comes with four songs as well. I got to get this book. You I'm, I'm going to buy a copy. Are you when, when we're done. Deal. Which which tune would you at the end of the podcast? We put a little oh. one of your your songs. Which song of the of, of these four would you like us to play, Jack? Uh, I would be very. Ha- do, I should I should choose yes I would be happy to hear uh, the weirdest of the bunch which yeah. I think is uh, Sophie Sailor. Bad choice. Okay, we can do it. Here it one. is now. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to thank him for being with us, Jack. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you. Pleasure. This is it, Sophie Sailor. All right. 
It's gotten dark so quickly Allow me to please walk along with you Keeping you safe From the monsters of this town Who'd split the earth open and capture you away From me and I would be lost in here Forever without you Looking forever for you
Wasn't that the prettiest song you've ever gone on heard? Jack Breakfast, we love you and we thank you. Next week, we have Alex Pangman joining us on the show. So please join us again. And if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash industry tactics and let us know what you think on Twitter at industry tactics. Thank you, friends, and we appreciate your support. Goodbye.